Hey there, folks. We got another episode of Transactions with Dave Canton coming at you. Episode 13, to be exact. I'm your host, Derek D., and we got a lot to cover today, giving you real-time info on what's happening in the automotive industry, especially in the M&A world. Remember, you can listen to all the past episodes of Transactions, as well as our Dealer News Today podcast episodes at dealernewstoday.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you have a question for Dave or me, don't hesitate to email us that question at info at dealernewstoday.com. We'd love to hear from you. All right, let's welcome in CEO and founder of DCG, Dave Canton. What's going on, Dave? Derek D., good afternoon, man. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm hanging in. The ups and downs of life. But right now, the weather here in Jersey is actually pretty uh, pretty tame, so I'm looking forward to the winter slowly uh, fading out and us getting into uh, spring. I got to tell you, the weather might be turning, but the M&A frenzy going on in the automotive industry definitely is not changing. Uh, you know, as as these weeks keep moving forward in 2022 and, you know, we look back at what's been accomplished in the in the in, in just 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 the first, you know, 45 yeah. days of 22. We see no slowdown, you know, so I really want to talk about this because dealers are calling every day, asking our team, you know, what do you foresee? And look, none of us have a crystal ball, right? We can't really tell the future. We could, we could do our best job of predicting based upon what analysts say, based upon all the analytics, based upon everything that we foresee that's happening. But when you look back at the first 45 days of 2022, and you see all the incredible M&A action that's happening uh, between, between acquisitions that have been announced, acquisitions that have closed, acquisitions that are about to close, there is no slowdown. And, and, no. and dealers are, and, and, and here's what's remarkable. You know, manufacturers are coming off banner years. You know, I think uh, BMW, Audi announced some of their greatest years in U.S. history, which is phenomenal to hear for an automotive manufacturer. And then you have the retail dealers themselves that obviously have the ability to make all this incredible profit. They're selling less cars. They're making more money. Consumer habits are changing. The idea behind all this now is how do we keep this going forward, right? How do we mm-hmm. sustain and maintain what's happening today in the automotive industry? And here's the, here's the $64,000 question. Is it sustainable? Can this keep, I mean, how long can we sustain what's happening today in the automotive industry? It's more of a question of how long, right? Not can it stay forever? Well, I mean, look, it's, it's ins- consumer habits are changing, right? So, you know, you know, things, things happen when consumer habits change in all aspects of every sector and every industry. Mm. And we have now seen a consistent 20 month path of this consumer habit changing. Now you're, you're a hundred percent right, right? It's not, it's not, is this going to last forever? It's how much longer can this last? Mm. You know, how long can we sustain this growth? Because month over month, obviously, you know, you, you look at January's numbers, fantastic numbers. February is still shaking out pretty good, but we can't forget there's still inventory shortage issues. There's still the chip shortage issue. You know, you were still having inventory restraints, which obviously is a contributing factor to these historical profits. But at the end of the day, we're talking about consolidation. You know, yeah. dealers that are that are out there right now, more than ever, utilizing so much of their time you know, plotting out where they're going to geographically expand their platform. And that's what's so exciting to our company and to the industry, because, you know, you 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 really look back, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, 
as manufacturers did this on the wholesale side, where they kind of plotted out where do we want to have new car retail points to distribute our vehicles, right? To, to, to retail our cars. And based upon how many miles away from the from the previous point are we gonna are we gonna allow the next retail establishment? Yeah. Well, today, looking at it through a different lens, you now have the retailer, the automotive dealer putting on those, the, those glasses and looking through those lenses, saying, okay. I have these five stores here. Where do I expand to now? Or I have these 12 stores here. Where do I expand to now? And dealers are putting more effort and more time into strategically and methodically planning their their next uh, 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 geographic location as far as really plotting out, okay, how do I go out there and expand our footprint within the industry? And I, I spoke about this on an episode, maybe two or three episodes ago. In any industry, when an investor is willing to take their profit and reinvest back into the same industry, mm. that is such an incredible positive sign. Because yeah, the, listen, to diversify is, is is a great quality in investing, right? Investing rule one hundred and one: don't put all your eggs in one basket. Right. But when when it, when an industry is thriving, and I use that word so strongly when an industry is thriving like the automotive industry is today you really have to understand that a few things are happening and it's real consolidation you have to either get on board to expand or you have to say to yourself i'm going to sustain where i am maintain where i am and either eventually you know you know you know just sell out or just operate what we have in, in one location you know what we're seeing though more more and more now than ever our dealers are looking to expand the ones that are that the ones that are interested in in, in acquiring and, and and reinvesting their profits back into the industry. And what we're seeing now more than ever, which makes it really interesting, Derek, mm. are the areas that dealers are looking to reinvest in, as far as how far they're they're comfortable now expanding into other markets. You know, if you have a dealer that's been in the Southeast market for 30 years, there's less fear now than ever to say, I'm going to go invest in the Midwest, or I'm going to go invest in the Mid-South, or I'm going to go up to the Northeast, or, you know, they're now willing to take these teams that they've established and spent years building to, 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 to put them out there and to reinvest behind their people to, to, to establish that next platform. And it's it's so incredible to watch this, and it's kind of the same philosophy. Um, it's kind of the same philosophy uh, of what the publicly traded companies are doing. You know, going out there and you know just trying to buy every great asset that they can. And when I say yeah. great asset, great asset is is a well performing, well run machine with great people behind it, great brands, great location, good synergies, uh, performance metrics on the upside, the whole package. Um, but now you have these privately held companies, uh, small, medium, and large that are trying to mirror what the publicly traded companies are doing. And, and it's creating like a, a I want to say like a little battle out there. It's kind of, it's interesting to watch from 12,000 feet above, right? Like from my office view, as I look down and I look at all the acquisitions that are taking place, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at who's plucking them off, right? What publicly traded companies, what privately traded companies. And what's funny is we're not just analyzing the deals. We're kind of analyzing at this point why they're buying that deal, why they're selling that deal. So the idea for me at this point is I want to look at it from, I want to put a different lens on than the buyer and seller. I want to really understand the dynamic, right? What's the strategic mm-hmm. approach of why 
that group is making that acquisition. And there's so much to really understand in so in, in just in, in an incredibly depth view of really understanding the benefits from adding manufacturers into your auto groups that you might not have for parts wholesale, adding adding a new car brands in there so you could you know you know so you could create synergies, especially in your pre-owned markets. You know now more than ever the focus just is not in the new car market or pre-owned market or fixed ops. Yeah. it's all of the above. It's the total package. Yeah. I, I- I mean, there are so many aspects of a dealership, you know, there's service, there's parts, financials, all that stuff. So it seems like nothing right now is slowing down. We're 45 days into this year. Well, maybe now we're, we're about 55, you know, 55 days into this year. Yeah. And there's no, like, there's no signal of slowdown for growth. There's no signal for slowdown in consolidation. There's no signal for slowdown with, with these profits kind of, kind of taking a back seat, you know, everything is still churning at a really good level. Um, uh, it's, it's exciting to see uh, our clients are, are, you know, gosh, we get 30 to 40 calls a day. What do you have? What do you have coming? What, what, what's on the market? We want to buy, buy, buy. Everyone's a buyer, right? Um, are you finding that these bigger automotive groups are just gobbling up like one, two and three rooftop dealerships, like the smaller ones, just because right now is the time to buy? And then also for these smaller groups to sell. You know, Derek, I speak about this all the time. It's in my in my uh, opinion, it's the perfect storm, and that yeah. perfect storm only lasts as long as all the all the ingredients that are that are compiled into that perfect storm. You know, buyers are experiencing you know historically low interest rates, so the cost of the acquisition is incredible. They're utilizing their 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 war chest of of, of huge profits over the last 20 months uh, to go out there and to acquire more acquisitions. And the sellers are looking back saying, hey, I might never have an opportunity again in my lifetime to earn what we've earned over these last 20 plus months that has now created this incredible evaluation. And I might have to work the next seven to 15 years to make what I can make today in, in stepping aside and, 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 and moving on and, and, and letting someone succeed and take over our platform. Mm. And that's okay. Right. You know, look at the end of the day, I say this all the time, you're either a buyer or a seller, right? Yeah. That's just how it goes. You're either looking to grow or sell. Right. And, yeah. You know, and it, you know, Dave, we, we talk about buyers and sellers all the time, but you know, how are, for, how are both sides going about doing it, either buying or selling? Like what's the uh, right way, you know? As I look back at all the buyers and sellers in the industry, and I and I really study the 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 publicly traded uh, acquisitions, you know, to learn how they're navigating uh, throughout the country is just it's amazing to really see what they're doing and how they're adding to their top line revenue, uh, how they're creating uh, these incredible teams. And I think one thing that's really most important that we need to focus on, you know, and I say this all the time, are our people, right? Sure. You know, you, you you can't go out there, you can't go out there and acquire something if you don't have the right bench if you don't have the right people in place to operate that business because at the end of the day people are our business um mm-hmm. but i guess the moral you know the moral of my story and just rambling on today is you know I, i'm just seeing such incredible upside potential i don't see a ceiling for growth yet so you know if there's one takeaway from today's podcast i am not seeing a ceiling for growth you know we're still climbing that's great there's still the ability to excel it's still out there. Dealers are 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 still, you know, really just just gearing up to 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 add the most incredible acquisitions to their platform. And I think at this point, 
of where we stand is they're they're they could be a little bit more pickier now than ever, where they could really say, you know, this is the brand I really want to go after, and, and or these are the three brands I really want to go after. And where it might have been where they want to stay within, you know, 10 miles of their current platform, as I said earlier in the podcast, they're more willing now to go further, geographically further away to add those specific manufacturers to their platform. Yeah. So all exciting stuff. For sure. You know, I spoke to Scott Kunis of Kunis Auto Group on an up and coming episode of Dealer News Today. And, uh, you know, he was reiterating a lot of what you're saying, you know, consolidation, building out, focusing on your people, preparation, figuring out which dealership to merge with or acquire and how right now is the time to buy. Yeah. You know, at, at, at the end of the day, uh, you know, what's, what's so important really is, is for everyone just to understand, you know, wh- where are you, you know, this is the time to analyze, right? This isn't the time to just go with the flow. Yeah. This is the time more than ever now to really analyze your automotive group, top to bottom, inside and out people, process, procedures, of uh, uh, financial position, every aspect of your business, analyze it inside and out. Because if there's ever a time to really understand what your next position should be, now's the time to strategically plan that. Surround yourself with the best people. You know, look, I say this all the time: you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And again, you know, if if you if you if you're in charge of, of acquisitions if you, in your auto group or you're in charge of, of of finances within the automotive group, this is the time to really understand where you stand. What do you have the ability to do? What does the growth mean for you? Is it consolidation? Is it getting rid of some stores that are maybe distracting you? You know, look, we talk a lot about adding stores into the portfolio. We don't talk enough about probably uh, uh, diluting stores, right? Getting rid of some of the distractions. Huh. Sometimes. Sometimes more isn't more, right? Yeah, it's like the old adage. Sometimes uh, less is more. Less is more. We, we we talk about this all the time. So it's so critically important and essential for dealers to really understand each dealership they have and to understand. Hey, you know, it's not a negative if you own twenty stores to sell a store sure. because if you have a store that just you can't just you can't get that store going, you can't find the right management, you can't get the right you know, trend going of just up, 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 uphill trend of, of just profitability. It doesn't hurt you to say, okay, I gave it our all. This is now becoming a distraction. Let's, let's divest of this acquisition and then take that money and reinvest in another area for another brand and another location. And that's smart business. I mean, that's really smart business to know when to kind of cut your loss, to really, you know, put your energy in a place where you could focus more and understand where you have a better ability to profit. At the end of the day, we're all in this industry for all the aspects of of loving the automotive industry, but the bottom line is important to all of us. So part of the fiduciary responsibility and obligation to that bottom line are knowing what's a good asset and what's not a good asset. And the the definition of good and bad asset is more or less what it means to your group. How is it functioning for you? Is it a highly functioning asset or is it not? And if you can't get that asset to properly function and to be a, a profitable asset for the group, you got to cut your loss and move on. And that's okay because it becomes nothing more than a distraction. Yeah. You know, I think that goes with anything in life and business, you know, know what's working and know what's not working, especially, you know, the fact that, like you said, there's no ceiling right now. You could figure that out easier than before, I think, and know that you could still grow 
even if you have a loss of a dealership or some aspects that you think aren't working. Yeah, I, I don't even like the word to use loss. You know, that's, this isn't about a loss. It's about it's about it's about really it's like chess, right? Sometimes you give up a piece to get another piece, right? That's that's the great game of chess. That more strategy than loss. It's it's all strategy, right? It's really understanding yeah. how to best how to best position your assets. And look, that's really what it comes down to, right? These are incredible assets. And and when you're and when you're dealing with assets that create so much revenue and profitability, you know, everyone has their role in that asset. And the role of that entrepreneur that is either the CEO, president, chief operating officer, whatever your title is that you're sitting up there, you know, you have that fiduciary obligation to ensure that that asset is is functioning at its greatest opportunity and possibility within the industry. So all exciting stuff, moral of the story today, no slowdown in sight, no ceiling for growth in sight. I'm seeing that we're going to have an incredible year on the M&A side. Consolidation is at an all-time height, publicly traded, privately held. Uh, all Everyone in the industry is, is, is really kind of shaking it up and seeing what's in the future for them. Uh, you know, what does that mean? Where are we going to grow? Where are we going to sell? What are we going to add? Uh, and, and that's just what it's about. This, yeah. this, this is a good sign. This is a great sign. And I think there's only good things ahead. Uh, this is exciting. I love this podcast because I really love talking about what's happening right now, real time data in the industry. And that's what it's about. I don't want to deliver a piece of paper that after you open it, you know, it's, 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 it's age. This is real time information that we're delivering on this podcast. And real time is telling you right now, consolidation is real. This mm-hmm. is the time. If you, if, if you ever wanted to grow your company, you grow it now, you pull the trigger now. Uh, you know, again, you you know, some people might say, but I'm going to pay an all time high, but it's going to cost you an all time low. So there are pros and, 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 and cons to each acquisition. But at the end of the day, there's one word, Derek, and I'm going to end the podcast with this opportunity. The opportunity for growth today is something that we've never seen in the history of the automotive M&A industry. And there are opportunities arising today that no one ever would have thought possibly would have had the opportunity to be purchased and acquired by another group. So take advantage of those opportunities. Um, it's exciting. You know, I'm going to say one more thing. Uh, you know, I, I see, you know, out there right now, you have some great names out there acquiring stores, Van Tiles back out there. I just read in the automotive news last week, as everyone probably has witnessed reading with me, uh, the guy's back out there. He's got a ton of money to spend and he's going to build a monster group. So it's exciting to see that people that have might have cashed out at one time for an incredible number are just hopping back into the arena. And that's exciting. It's just too good. They can't, they can't miss it. You can't hold back. It's like, you know what? You've already made billions. Enjoy it. <laughs> for real. Now I'm going to come and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw <laughs> I'm coming back in for more. That's dedication. That's exciting. You know, those are things that just, you know, sincerely and genuinely excite me to see people that don't even do this anymore just for the bottom line profit. They do it because of the love, the passion. They adore the industry. And really, at the end of the day, that's what this industry is filled with. Entrepreneurs that are so resilient that just adore this industry. This this is a passion. And that's why they're successful. This is a passion, Derek. Well, look, yeah. thank you so much for the episode today. Episode 13, transactions, so much more to come. And I got to tell you, I'm loving the Dealer Authority podcast on Dealer News today. 
Great interviews on there. Keep it up. Great job. Big names. Uh, look, all of this is just great. You take 15, 20 minutes out of your day. You listen to some somebody else talking about the industry. You know, my goal is on every episode, if I could provide one piece of positive information for someone in the industry. That's my goal. Each and every episode, it's a win-win. Well, thank you, Derek, for your time today. Thank you to the automotive industry for giving me this, providing me this love and passion for this business. Hope everyone has a fantastic day and a great week. You too. Thanks, man. And I'll talk to you on the next one. I'll talk to you later, brother. Sounds good, Dave. And that's it for this episode of Transactions with Dave Canton on the DNT Network every week. Also want to mention that the Dave Canton Group is throwing the best NADA VIP party at Lavo in Las Vegas, March 12th. Boxing champ Sugar Ray Leonard will be there. I'll be there. Dave will be there. And you can as well. To request VIP access, just head over to at Dave Canton Group on Instagram and click on the link in the bio. Hope to see you folks there. I'm Derek D. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody.